Hey listeners, if you're listening on your mommy's Spotify, you might be too young for our podcast. On this podcast, we talk about adult themes and drug references. I mean, I don't have knee pads for nothing. And sexual references. So let's go, girls. If you're too young, time to click off. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up. Oh my god, Felicia, we're back together. Philip, we are in the Mariah Carey Lounge. Oh, yes. The beats are popping. Yes. The shades are on. It must be time for... High Tea. With Philip And Felicia, where we get high... And spill the tea. for high tea where we get high and spill the tea i'm philip and felicia here we go well philip we are in july and we are four months closer to halloween oh my god my favorite holiday besides pride i love halloween (laughs) i really want to go to disneyland for halloween oh i am i go every year darling it's fierce in halloween like why not so I contacted your contact. April. Yes, yes. Your, your contact for okay. Disney tickets. I'm trying to get Oogie Boogie Bash tickets, and it is a fiasco. It's and a fiasco. sometimes it is. Sometimes the server goes down. And get this, sometimes, like let's say you lived in Texas. Well, it just happens to go out there because the server just goes down. Right. So she was trying to get me tickets. Okay. I was trying to get tickets. Disney shut down the website. Had oh, us all waiting in a queue. Motherfucker. Shut everything down because there was an error or a problem. Probably because everybody and their motherfucking mother's trying to get these goddamn tickets all at once. So now you didn't get them and you got to wait. Right. Tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day. What time? Uh, it'll be 10 o'clock our time, 9 o'clock Anaheim time. Yeah, see? Yeah. You gotta, there's the different yeah. time zones. So so I'm going to get on about 10 or 15 minutes before and see if April's I April's going to gonna get on. Uh, she, oh, is she? You I think? don't know. I bet. Well, she, she texted me and stuff and she was on a cruise, but she, it's not for a lack of trying. Okay. So the same or a similar problem happened when the annual pass holders tried to buy tickets, which was two days prior to the, to the public sale. And I don't know if it crashed or it sold out in minutes, but they were gone. I don't know what the fuck Disney's problem is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a product that you are good at selling and producing. Right. Make sure your website and your server are up to par. Well, can I tell you what's going on? There's behind the scenes stuff going on because they know a lot of people want to do this. So if you can manipulate a computer program like Ticketmaster or something like this and scoop up a whole bunch of tickets, you can. it's your own little side hustle. It's your little side business. You see what I'm saying? The secondary market bullshit. Right. So they're going against all of this, which I don't really understand because Disney's tried to put a bunch of stuff in place so that this, this doesn't happen, like assigning the tickets and reservation to a person's yes, name yes. of this, of that, or whatever. But I'm reading stuff online that, I mean, the people don't pay attention to the names. They're not asking for your ID when you go through the gates. Scan oh. a ticket, take your photo, bye, bye, bye. So you could be Felicia for the day. Then I guess truth be told is you can buy them on a secondary market at a market great right i don't know what these websites are called neither do i and i don't want to plug them no but tomorrow's a day for oogie boogie bash tickets and let me tell you it has been a fucking fiasco i know what you'll be doing at nine o'clock i'm gonna be on this computer i don't want to mess around i'm gonna send out some good mickey mouse vibrations into the world for you darling (laughs) thank you please you know what movie i want to see and i don't think it's out yet is the new haunted mansion movie with danny devito i want to see that too and i didn't want to see the eddie murphy version when it came out 
I saw it. It's it's cute. But the I Muppets like one was better than that one. I finally saw it on Disney Plus. Yeah, the Muppets one is cute. I do like that Disney's doing different variations of Haunted Mansion because Haunted Mansion is it could be several stories. Yes. There's a lot going on yes. there. <laughs> so that's why I'm glad there's different versions in these films. So speaking of trips, I'm planning my trip for Disney in October. You did a trip to the cabin recently. Yeah, here's the thing. So Ooh, here we go. The tea is hot today, people. My boyfriend tells me, I don't think you really like the outdoors much. Yes, I do. I like the beach. I like the sand. I like the waves. I like the water. I like the sun. Okay. Do I like the mountains? No. Oh. I'm a Colorado native. I've spent a lot of time driving in canyons, vomiting right. from road sickness. I don't really particularly like spending time in the mountains or pretending to be homeless for the weekend because we're camping in a I tent. I feel you. I feel you. I mean, it it's needs bullshit. to be at a Hilton. So we had a very nice cabin mm -hmm. in Alma. So we actually drove through South Park, Colorado, which was hilarious. But we got to Alma and we had a very nice cabin. And we were, this is what happened. We went on a hike before we got to the cabin. And I set the timer on my phone for an hour and a half. Okay. I said, I'm not going to bitch. I'm not going to say one negative thing during this hour and a half oh and i kept my word to myself you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. this is something i didn't share this information with anybody and uh the hike was actually nice and you know why it was nice because we weren't being led by a fucking blind person that didn't know where the fuck we were going oh the first time we had a hike trip last summer, we were being led by somebody who got us lost. And it was a five-hour fucking hike. Yes, this was on the show, darling. Oh, well, this year was much improved because that asshole wasn't in the, included in the trip. So we did not get lost. It was quite enjoyable. I, I had a nice little hike, and it was pretty. Okay. And uh, the hike in total was an hour and 50 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I But did... you completed the full thing or whatever I you did. were supposed to have done? I did. Nice. Yeah. I remember when I, I mean, this was years ago when I was a kid, you know, you would go down as a Boy Scout to the um, the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Okay. And you could camp and hike on what they called the Falcon Trail, but you would have to pay attention to the markers because there were different colored falcons okay. that would take you different lengths. Yeah. And so like, I mean, I don't mind going on a hike, but you don't want to be, you know, lost. And I don't think down there, it probably would have been a crazy like several day hike, but you know, you you could easily get yourselves lost in the woods and turned around. And I think it's bullshit when people say, well, there's a trail. You just have to follow the signs. Yes, but you can get turned around. It can mm -hmm. end up five hours. I'm not doing that bullshit. So after the hike, that's Because I mean, we you're walking, cabin. you're walking and you're seeing the signals, but after yeah. after a while, they all look the same. Yeah. And um, the boys are like, let's start a photo album, a shared photo album on Apple, you know, the phones. So if you have an iPhone, you can share the album. Somewhere in the cabin and I have some photos that I want to upload to the album. So I I selected them and I uploaded them. Well, then Garrett tells me they're not there, but there's a delay. I'm like, well, it's been like five minutes. So someone else checks their phone. No, they're not there. So we're in the cabin and I upload some photos to the album. Well, Garrett's like, they're not there. And I was like, well, it was five minutes ago. And understanding there's a delay and we're on mountain Wi-Fi. But, you know, someone else checks and they're still not there. So I, I look at my phone. I'm like, what album did I upload these photos to? I uploaded these photos to the Mexico album. So that means everybody that we went to Mexico 
Mexico with got a notification that I uploaded six new photos of me having fun with Jeremy and Garrett who are the exes of this other guy. So I'm like, oh my God, I just like they're exes and I uploaded the photos to the wrong album. So I quickly removed them. But I was like, I have to tell Philip. Oh my God. And they never found out. I don't fucking know. I, I mean, I didn't like text him to be like, did you see the photos I posted of us in the cabin? It wasn't intentional. We planned meals as well. So everyone like was, um, we had Saturday night food. So we made a Costco frozen lasagna, uh, chicken fettuccine Alfredo. And then we grilled, there was a really nice flat grill outside and we grilled zucchinis. And we had the seasoning, it's called Big Black Dick. So we put some Big Black Dick on that zucchini and fried it on up and the food was great. Oh, nice. I mean, the group likes to say how we cook and we're Italian and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't want to do some homemade bullshit and be in the kitchen. I just wanted to have fun. Right. And do That's not what you're going out to do. Exactly. To like work and be a slave. Exactly. No, uh -uh, no. So I get you. I've, that was like the, the party I had here. I made a pecan pie. Pecan, pecan, pecan. From a jar. Oh. You took the pecan. Pecan, pecan, pecan. Pie out of the jar. You added eggs and butter. And I put it in a vanilla wafer crust that I had like pre-made in a bag. This motherfucker overflowed in the oven. Oh. And it actually turned out. But then. No, but I hate when they go overflow. How hard was that to clean the sugar up? It was already in foil. Oh, okay. There was foil in the Thank bottom God. of the thing and so it didn't make a huge mess but that's the pie I didn't think that looked bad Fleesh. it doesn't look bad but it looks like it's like ooh, like soupy still no it, it was, was gel? gel oh wow and I tried cutting it you couldn't cut a fucking slice so I got a spoon and fucking scooped it you texted me yes oh my god we were laughing and that started like an hour long non-stop laughter good everybody it was so hilarious oh here's a photo of the food yes I mean it we ate. We had fun. It was a fun little cabin trip. I actually took a photo of the clock and then we were laughing because I actually set the timer. Like I set the time on the clock. Otherwise we would have thought it was like 7 p.m. or some bullshit. Oh. But yeah, I took some thirsty photos while I was there. And then I kind of got in trouble because I posted a thirst trap photo and I put an American flag that was waving in front of my, you know, my man area. And uh, I just posted on there, let freedom ring. <laughs> Where are you posting this stuff? Instagram. Oh, okay. My story. Oh, got it. Let freedom ring, girl. Well, we all should have fun. Pecan, pecan, pecan. You like potato, and I like potato. You like tomato, and I like tomato. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Oh, let's call the whole thing off.
So the new Casavanita Felice has opened with limited preview. Like there, you have to like be invited to come to dinner. Basically, yeah, you have to basically be, be like on the wait list, right? Um, which I find it really hilarious that a place no one would be ever caught dead at is now arguing to go to. Well, basically they revised the menu. Let's hope and we don't know yet. We, no one's been there. It, Mexican food is basically twelve ingredients done twelve different ways. So there's no excuse why the food should not be good it should be good you know what i'm saying so i i hope it is good but now there's no more tipping right they have done away with the tipping um and our friend uh danny who is the founder of shake shack did this a number of years ago in his high-end restaurants in new york city and it did not go over very well at okay. all well, the philosophical reason to eliminate tipping is that it's it's one of the most demeaning practices in our entire society if you're on the receiving end of a tip it means that the person who's tipping you believes that you would not have otherwise been nice to them or given them good service or prompt attention at a bar or given them their coat back or whatever, or, you know, given them the coffee that they actually ordered if you had not left them a tip. And it's complete nonsense. And if you're the person who's performing that service and you, you are actually someone who takes pride in doing a good job at the thing you're doing, you don't want the other person to think that the only reason that you did a great job and suggested that bottle of wine is so that two and a half hours later you could pick their pocket. Or you don't want to be you know, somebody who thought the only reason I actually brought you your coat back instead of some other guy's coat back is because you're going to you know, throw $3 at me and buy your coat back from me. So the other thing philosophically is that in the years I've been a restaurateur, what the tipping system has done is unfortunately created a huge wedge and divide between people in the back of the house whose hourly wage has barely gone up in the 30 years that I've been in the restaurant business and people in the dining room who earn tips whose um, income has gone up about 300%. Because what a tip is, it's a multiplier of menu prices. That's really interesting. And menu prices have gone up, the tip percent has gone up, but meanwhile, the hourly wage of back-of-the-house employees has barely gone up. And in most states in the country, including New York, um, there's something called the 80-20 rule. It's a rule that says that unless someone spends 80% of their time face-to-face -face with the guest, they are not eligible to share in tips. So if you come to one of our restaurants in New York, or actually probably 80% of every full-service restaurant in this country, tips are pooled. What that means is that you, the customer, think, let's say you're one of those rare customers that uses your tip as a way to punish someone for bad service, which I think is kind of ridiculous because that should be my job, to not give you a raise or to fire you if you're giving bad service. But let's say you're one of those people. So now you leave 5% or 0% or 10% to prove a point, and you think you're really hurting that server. Well, you're really hurting everyone in the entire front of the house because in a pooled house, everybody's getting that whack. Or if you're someone who thinks that you're gonna get a better table next time because you're a big tipper, which is ridiculous because the reservationists are not allowed to share in tips. But let's say you're someone who thinks you're gonna get a good table so you leave a big tip for that server. That's just getting shared with 35 other people anyway. Um, what, you know, you did something very unique where at one point uh, with, uh, with some of your restaurants you were not going to have tipping at all. It was going to be built into the price, and then you backed away from that. What happened? 
Well, we did it for five years, and what happened was COVID. Uh, it was going pretty well, although I will say the math was incredibly difficult. Not many restaurants around the country joined in. And so what it meant was that the price on our menu included everything. It didn't just include the cost of the food and the beverage and the linens and the flowers and the rent and the insurance and the cooks. It also now included paying for all of the people who bring the food to you, the bartenders, the waiters, the busboys, et cetera. And furthermore, we were a little bit ambitious because we also included a retirement plan. We included full family leave opportunities um, right. for both the so we got a little bit, uh, I, I would say, ambitious about what we wanted to do. And by the time we did this, the prices we could charge on our menus was not enough to cover all the things we wanted to do while remaining competitive. So when COVID came and people could not work in this industry and didn't necessarily want to work in this industry, we found that it was almost inhumane to tell our servers, you must tell the guest who wants to tip you, because people did want to tip a lot at the beginning when, when COVID, when we could finally come back to eat. It was inhumane to tell our servers, you may not accept that expression of gratitude. In fact, you must tell the guest, you're not allowed to say thank you. So we scrapped it. What we did do, and this is important, is we didn't want to erode the gains we had made because kitchen employees are not eligible legally to receive tips. It's crazy, but they're not. And so what we now do is in addition to reestablishing tipping in the dining rooms, we provide a percentage of our revenues each night to our kitchen workers so that on a busy night, they too can, can do very well. Start for the reopening of the iconic Colorado restaurant, a group of employees of Casa Bonita demanding a change from the ownership. Yeah, many of them claiming they're not working enough hours to make a living. Fox 31's Talia Cunningham here in studio now with these brand new details. Talia. Yeah, Jeremy, this is just coming into our newsroom tonight. A group of current and former Casa Bonita employees who go by that name, hashtag we are team Casa, are expressing some concerns tonight about the long awaited reopening of that restaurant. Now they created an online petition that's already racked up over 300 signatures and they're inviting the owners and management of the restaurant to the negotiation table to meet their demands. So the group of about 50 people demanding clarity on their hours of operation, employee benefits, access to insurance, and official opening day. So if you remember, the restaurant had a soft opening and special guests as well as an online sign-up system. But it seems like employees are just as confused as customers of when things will actually be open to the general public and when they can start making money. Employees also demanding clarity tonight on the pay structure and want a tip pool for staff members. Now, we reported back in June that employees were asked to sign new contracts that drop tips entirely, but raise the wages to $30 an hour. But an employee we spoke with to just moments ago said they're only being scheduled 12 to 15 hours a week. They're also demanding direct two-way communication with owners and management and allege that employees have been unfairly terminated already. So if you'll remember, the creators of South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone spent around 40 million dollars refurbishing the destination restaurant after it went bankrupt during COVID-19. They had announced they would open in May and right now they say they are still quote beta testing the service with limited dinner hours and time reservations pulled from an email list. So these employees are requesting a response from management by 
today at 5 p.m. to reach a solution and again come to that negotiation table. So that employee that we just spoke with tonight said they have not for, heard from management at this time and they simply want to make a living. And right now they're getting a huge uh, pushback from this and I don't know if it's Possibly staff. Or, getting pushback? Yeah, the, the, I mean they're... some people don't like this and you know what I'm kind of thinking well you know uh, but if they're paying their people a livable wage then that's one thing but here's what it is for a server. Do you want to make $30 an hour or do you want to make and with no tips or do you want to make two bucks an hour or whatever the, the going rate is and get, get 20% off the sales. So yeah. people are saying that they get more from the tips usually than they do from the whatever. Interesting. However, that's not always the case because I have a hickory dickory TikTok fuck for you, Felice. Let's see it. Hickory dickory dock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Oh, fuck. And a Texas customer posts on TikTok is bringing up this big debate over tipping culture in the U.S. It has a lot of people feeling a lot of ways. I'm going to want you to watch if you haven't seen it. Look. Um, I just want to say, it's a nice house for a $5 tip. Wow. So here's the here's the scoop. Some woman orders pizza. A $20 pizza. Well, yes. Some woman orders a $20 pizza from a restaurant. And the DoorDasher brings it to her. Mm -hmm. And they got a $5 tip for doing so. Where where do you stand on this? I mean, we're waiting for our DoorDash right now. He's arriving <laughs> right now. Oh, really? I, I tipped him. He really is arriving? Yeah. Oh, what freaking... <laughs> We ordered a DoorDash and it's arriving right now. People are going to think we planned this shit. Hello. Oh, you've got to be kidding. Are they really here? Yeah. <laughs> How serendipitous. Can you even believe it? We're talking about we got to this in the recording yeah. and bada boom. And I tipped. But then here on the platform, it says add tip. I already fucking added the tip. If I view all the details, view the receipts. Dasher tip, $5. Okay, that's great. But then when you go here, it says add tip. It's like, why would I want to add a second fucking tip? You know what I'm saying? Well, here's like, here's what I don't understand. Is that tip that you entered in there, is that the tip for the restaurant people? Because when you go in no, there- No, because well, it says dasher tip. Oh, okay. It says dasher tip. And that is the question because we- Because why would I pay for a pickup? And why would I want to tip the cook? You know what I'm saying? Like you're already getting tipped or whatever, or paid to make well, the fucking food. It's like, if, if you- you're asking to tip the cook. Why should why should I tip the cook? Why doesn't Jersey Mike's just fucking pay their people better? But um, I think COVID changed a lot of that. This yesterday, I hosted a big pool party. Okay. And um, the food was sponsored. I had the food. Uh, it was Pudoba. 
Okay. Sherwin-Williams paid for it. Sure. It was like $1,100 or something. Well, they tipped $122 for Qdoba or whatever, like the setup. But then when they, after they set it up, they're like, oh, do you want to add gratuity? And my assistant was like, no, it was already included. And they're like, oh no, that was, that went towards the cook or something. It's like, no, the 122 tip went for you doing the setup, okay. not the cook for cooking the food. So I think that's bullshit if, if it's backwards. Yeah, I'm not really sure sure how that all goes um i can tell you that the pizza was twenty dollars but i don't know how far these people were from the restaurant or how the platform doordash pays and its that people. dasher that had attitude but if he but if he only got five dollars and he had to drive clear across town with a with an order like there's something wrong with the platform the system or something but he also didn't have to accept that well okay these dashers there you go there's choices the ride choices choices they were made Okay. Well, I have gotten snippy with clients before. Uh, not necessarily told them fuck you, but I do it in a nice Mary Poppins way. And that's perfectly acceptable. You know what I mean? And I right. do the same thing at my work. Well, okay. So the DoorDasher got fired. So a couple nights ago, I catered a huge wedding, Felicia. Okay. And I have been working with this couple for several months now, developing, you know, the, a menu, their, 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 the, the, a menu, customizing the menu, getting a floor plan, getting the rentals done, getting everything set up right, Linens. scheduling the people. How many staff? Two of us there on site. Okay. $2,400 invoice, not including the rental. The client hands me $60 cash at the end of the night. What? How? $60? $60 on a $2,400 invoice. Wow. That's almost offensive. Like, they could have added it with the card. Like, I get if you don't have cash on hand. That's well, okay. Well, and they you know what? Like, you always remember those clients because I'm, at this point after the pandemic, I'm just grateful to be, like, back at it. Right, but 20% of $2,400 is $480. If they would have, if they would have tipped and then, you know, 480 split two ways. Now, I don't know if they paid the bartender as well. They may have tipped the bartender separately and handed them cash too, but I was not aware of that. They at least should have tipped each person 240. I don't know. So this is where I'm at. So, you know, do you say something? Like I've always been the kind of person to stay above the fray. Sometimes you get a fat tip and sometimes you ain't get nothing. But at the end of the day, it all kind of works out the end of the wash. Let let the assholes be the fucking assholes. That's, yeah. that's kind of how I've always like carried myself. Yeah. But I don't like to get screwed either. Well, when I show, they told me through this whole thing, oh, Oh, um, Anthony referred you, and I said, "Oh, really?" I said, "I haven't, I haven't seen him because I had just catered uh, his partner's retirement party." I was thinking the wrong Anthony. Oh no! It was somebody else. It was a client from eight or ten years ago that had referred me that didn't tip either. Wow! On a holiday party for over a hundred guests. Well, I I don't know what to say about that. So it was just a little disheartening. So the client is like complimenting us up and down. Now this wedding was two days ago. The bride. It was a lesbian wedding. The two brides are still texting me today because raving because of the texts and the calls they've gotten after this thing about how amazing their event was on the rooftop and how whatever that they wanted to write a Google review or a Yelp review for me. And we were going back and forth today. And I said, I don't even think I'm on those sites. Like if I'm on those sites, I didn't set that up. I don't care what other people think. My job is to show up, do a good job and go on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be on websites 
where people that I may or may not have catered for at an event are like being a Karen just to be nasty. Do you, know, do you remember the nasty shit I used to get on the internet from when I was in my TV days? Yeah, and you're not on Google if someone wanted to give you a Google review or Yelp. So she and that's was perfectly okay. Well, and so and she and I'm not on social medias or anything either. So you know, if you're gonna say how awful I am or you're gonna complain about something nasty or whatever, and you don't have the balls to come to me and like have the trust in me that I'm gonna make this right, I don't want your business. I don't want your uh, companionship. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I don't care what you say. Actually, at work today, somebody left me a one-star Google review. They said that me and my assistant didn't follow up after they toured the apartment, and they would have applied if we just would have followed up. And that's somebody just being shady, somebody being nasty, probably somebody that was denied for their credit history. I'm like, bitch, if you wanted... Oh, and they were mad because the apartment they wanted rented. Well, well, you snooze, you lose, bitch. Exactly. You fucking snooze, you lose. So, so that's why they were pissed. Yes. So... And then people weaponize reviews. I just posted this wonderful sign at my Airbnb. I, I don't act- like people that weaponize reviews. I actually saw a sign at the cabin. It was about the septic and not putting anything down there but fluids and toilet paper. You know, no makeup remover wipes. But it made me think of your Airbnb. But that's not on a septic. But I do love the post that you have in the commode. Oh, yeah. I, I have that in the in the bathroom. But basically... It's necessary. Right. Well, basically, this this this... This sign that I made, I can't find the picture of it, but this sign that I had made basically said, you know what, for an Airbnb, this isn't a typical like five-star hotel. There's not a staff of whatever running around We're here. not going to bring you fresh You're towels. alone in this property and, yep. you know, it's check-in, check-out. You're, this is your baby. Anything that goes wrong, of course I'm going to address, but you're, this is you. And it's, let's say there's I'm not coming in to turn weeks. down the beds every no. day. And if they want clean towels, they can wash them themselves. You're not gonna if they're staying for three weeks. You're not gonna come in and right. clean the sheets, switch the sheets. Oh, no. exactly. And I, I mean, I leave them a whole box of, like Costco size of Tide in there. I equip the place with things that they would need yes. to get the job done, so they're not inconvenienced for having to do a load of laundry or take a bath or whatever it is. Like I do furnish the place with mm-hmm. things, but you're pretty much on your own for whatever it is you like or don't. Did you like. recently get a complaint? Oh no, no, I don't. I, I didn't. I had a woman that weaponized a review because I refused to give her a discount she thought she was getting. She processed through Airbnb and she wanted me to give her a refund for the Airbnb fees. She didn't realize she was paying. No, bitch. So I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that, but you can contact Airbnb. And so then she contacted Airbnb and she's like, they were like, well, this was the email. This was your breakdown. Everything was communicated. And it it was kind of like she had been in the Airbnb be for almost a week at this point and then decided to bitch about the price. Dumb bitch. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know what to do for you. So she weaponized a review. She said she that they killed a spider while they were there. Oh, no. And I'm thinking to myself, only one spider? Felicia, it's an 80-year-old farmhouse. I'm surprised she only saw one fucking spider. I mean, not that I keep my house dirty, but if you if you see a single sp- I mean, I'm not talking some big fucking ana- or, you know, arachnophobia-type fucking spider. Yeah. You know, probably a daddy lawn lake. Spiders are pretty common. I saw one In Colorado, in an my- 80-year-old farmhouse with a crawl space. Not a basement. The property I'm gonna have spiders is three years old. Today I was sitting in my office, I looked out the window, I saw a spider, like a little wolf spider or something uh-huh. on the screen. Ooh. Ooh. 
So she complained about stupid shit like that. And so I made this sign that basically said, five-star review is different here, five-star hotel. Let me break it down for you. Five stars means there's no such thing as perfect, but we were happy. Four stars. Several issues need to be adjusted. Three stars. Major issues need to be corrected. Two sh two stars. Shut this uh shut this posting down. One star. Throw the host in jail. <laughs> well, I love that I you're mean, bringing... you. I mean, you need to be realistic with these people. Oh, well, we killed a spider. We were here for three weeks, and well, we had to kill a spider. What the? F Shut the fuck up, bitch! I don't care. I love that you're bringing some humor to the reviews, and they. I'm glad that you did that. You yeah. should break it down for some of these jackasses, right. because some people do try to lowball you. Oh, they do, or they don't tip, like the lesbian wedding that everyone's still raving about days later, and she's guilty because she didn't tip, couldn't tip, whatever, and now she wants to leave me a Google review. Well, review this, bitch. Don't ever call here again, you know? I mean, if you're not going to tip, we don't want you as a client. If you're not going to appreciate what we do, why would I go all out for you? Exactly. This is a relationship, truly. And just like that. <laughs> That's me on the soapbox, darling. I just want to hold you. I just want to look into your eyes and tell you that I want you. You know you make me feel so alive. Can't stop thinking about you day and night. Love it when you kiss me. Love it when we touch. Every time I'm down here, you make me smile. You're the solution. God, Felicia, it's time for the munchies. You know, I just love it when we get the munchies and I got them. Oh my goodness, Lord. So I, the husband brought this home and I don't even know if I had seen this. Brace yourself, girl. It's another different, you know, take on the Coke flavor. A different flavor of Coca-Cola and let's hope it's good. Well, it's not like that last one. I had to spit Wasn't that, that Wonderland? Wasn't that it? Oh no, no. That was Dreamland. That was the one that your, your man likes. 
It tasted like some cotton didn't, candy. Didn't I give you the shit. box? Yeah. Now, I, I didn't think that one was bad. Remember that one I didn't like that was like, tasted like coconut rum? It was that Rosalita one? That was so gross. Yeah, so I hope it's not like that one. I even let uh, my homegirl try it. She didn't like it. Oh, it's off from Pueblo? Yeah, she was up. Shout out to Pueblo, girl. Okay, ready? Yep. One, two, go. Oh, you know that's a good sound. Uh, okay. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I smelt of it first. So, okay, this is called Ultimate Limited Edition Coca-Cola. So this is Coca-Cola Creations. And do you, do you know how they got, how they're starting these? Coke is trying to invent the new soda. And how they're doing that is, do you remember several years ago when they uh, put out those freestyle machines yep. that had like 100 flavors in them? Well, they have been tracking what flavors get used and how people are doing this or what oh. they think. And they're coming up with new combinations that will appease different people So this is basically a combination that you could get in a fountain. But this well, is, I don't know. This is what they're coming up with based yes, on what people are using I out see. of there. It's basically, they're selling their product and doing market research what all at the same time. What do you think it smells like? I smelt it better in the jar. But you know what? It smells like that. Do you know those? It smells fruity. It has a vanilla taste it's to me. Well, Coke is vanilla y, but it's. Did you try it? Let's try it. Let's sip. It's very vanilla, but not overpowering. I don't hate it, but there's a fruit. It is. Is this a pineapple Coke? Is this the Swingers fucking Coke? No. It's not red, but it kind of reminds me of. Do you remember when we were kids and there was OK Soda? Yes. It kind of reminds me of that, but it's like stronger, like a Coke, like with the oomph. I don't know what this is. It is enjoyable. It doesn't taste like cotton candy. I just got the chills. Ooh, a spirit. And I just trimmed my arm hair too for the first time. Oh my God, I was catering that wedding and the grill pilot igniter wasn't working. So I had to lift the plate up and it's got four uh, like huge things in it, mm -hmm. like for the gas and yeah. for the flame. And I took the, the big uh, stick lighter <laughs> And I went to light it, and a <gasps> huge fucking fireball came out. I singed all Again? the hair, all the hair on my hands, all the hair on my arms. Look at this. I see it. Remember when you did that at the house? Oh my god! Well, I did that to the top of my head one time. Oh no! <laughs> well, Philip, what Where do you think we get on this subject? Coca Cola tastes like. We're high, but what do you think this tastes like? Let me tell you what it tastes like. I don't know what it tastes like. <laughs> But I know it isn't terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. But I don't know what it tastes like. But it's fruity. It's a pineapple Coke. This is the Swinger it, Coke. It is a little, it's like a vanilla pineapple. This is vanilla pineapple. This is the Swinger's cocktail. I wouldn't cocktail. say ap apple. Like it's not an apple. No, it's pineapple. I wonder if we Google it. Oh yeah, let's Google it. Let's Google it and see what Coca-Cola, what flavor is Ultimate Limited Edition Coke? Experience Coca-Cola Ultimate, the latest Coca-Cola creation sparkling beverage to match make with the shelves. Join us as Coke Creations and League of Legends come together to unlock Coca-Cola Ultimate Plus XP flavor. The limited edition flavor made in co-creation with Riot Games takes the recognizable Coca-Cola taste and adds the electrifying taste of Plus XP 
whatever the fuck that means. Whether gaming or watching, reach out for an ice-cold Coca-Cola Ultimate to celebrate your fandom. Try the plus XP before the game is over. That told me absolutely fucking nothing, Coke. This person on Twitter said it tastes like banana gum. The fuck is banana gum? Is that... Like, have you ever seen that? Batuk? Katuk? Banana gum? I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, I don't know. I think that person's wrong. <laughs> this person said it's horrible. Just stop. Oh, I don't think it was as bad as that Rosalia one. No, it's one. not. This person said it tastes like Coke with a slight fruit flavor. Yeah, there's something fruity. I, I think it's pineapple. Yeah, agreed. A vague mixed fruit flavor combined with the characteristic vanilla, cinnamon, and citrus notes of Coke created a beverage that can that tasted a fair bit like... No, it doesn't taste like Dr. Pepper to me. No, it doesn't. It tastes like <laughs> Coke, pineapple upside down cake, Coke. Yeah, yeah. That is what we're going to call how long has this fucking segment been, girl? Well, we had the munchies and we're definitely high. And DoorDash was delivered. Oh my god, it's time for our sandwich. So until next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Ciao. Want more, Philip and Felicia? You know you do. It's Felicia and Philip. Yes. Check us out on Spotify and SoundCloud. Or on Facebook at High TCast. With Felicia and Philip. Yes, of course. Ladies first. Let's be honest, we all have a thing for straight dudes, don't we gays? Flirting with the breeders, sleeping with the breeders, draining them when their wives are being bitch faces. It's a thing! Just gays being gays. <laughs> Listen, bitch, stream all episodes of High Tea with Felicia and Philip. Now streaming on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music. Hey there, boys! This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.